This is the lineup on Yahoo Sports. That's Steven Sahoyas. I'm Wesley Chang. Congratulations if you've made it to the championship rounds. There are a bunch of big decisions ahead. Stevie and I are going to help you break down some of the biggest plays that you want to make to guarantee the championship. Stevie, give us a scared money, don't make money, big risk play that you think managers should look for in week 16. Well, let me just say this. If you're starting Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, or Ben Roethlisberger in your championship game, you're playing with scared money because I would stay away from all three of those quarterbacks. And I'll start off with Russell Wilson. Wilson has not been the same quarterback we have seen of late. Since week 10, Russell Wilson is 20th amongst all quarterbacks in fantasy points per drop back. And it doesn't get easier as he gets a matchup against the Los Angeles Rams in week 16, who have been a bottom 10 QB matchup for fantasy football. Moving forward to Ryan Tannehill now. I really don't like this setup at all for Tannehill. The Packers are a bottom five matchup for opposing QBs, but they're also a very good matchup for opposing running backs. So I could see in this game, Tennessee really relying on the run game, while Tannehill kind of takes a backseat to Derrick Henry. Also, Tannehill is averaging a shade under 16 fantasy points per game against opponents who are bottom 10 for quarterbacks in fantasy football. Lastly, Ben Roethlisberger, there's not much to say. We all saw it on Monday Night Football. He is not the same quarterback he used to be. He has 4.5 completed air yards per attempt, which is the fourth lowest number of all qualified passers. The quarterback I feel really good about, and this is the ultimate scared money, don't make money play of the week, Wes, it's Jalen Hurts. He has looked really good, and while he showed off his running ability against the New Orleans Saints, he showcased his arm last week as he tossed for over 300 yards and three touchdowns in a losing effort, albeit an impressive losing effort against the Cardinals. So to me, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback I feel the best about, especially because he has the easiest matchup against the Dallas Cowboys defense. Tyler Lockett, Chase Claypool, and Robbie Anderson are all top 25 wide receivers this season. But going into week 16, I'm calling scared money on them as well. Tyler Lockett, in the last nine weeks, he's actually top 10 fantasy points in just one out of those last nine matchups. He goes up against the Rams, as Stevie mentioned, the second toughest on opposing wide receivers. Chase Claypool, he actually hasn't played in more than 70% of Pittsburgh's snaps in the last six weeks. And just like Stevie mentioned, Big Ben's having a lot of trouble getting the ball downfield, and that directly correlates to Chase Claypool. Robbie Anderson, he was waiver wire fodder. He was the darling at the beginning of the season. But even though he's caught, he's 11th in total yards out of the wide receiver position, he goes as far back as 73rd in receiving touchdowns. And with DJ Moore actually now back from the COVID list, unfortunately, I think it's going to be tough sledding for Anderson moving forward. The guy I'm telling you to roster above all three of those wide receivers is my guy, Cole Beasley. Over the last four games, with John Brown out, he's averaged just over 13 fantasy points per game, and his stat line averages over that period is 8.8 targets, 6 catches, 77 yards, and he had a touchdown to boot. This was all against top 14 defenses against the wide receiver position. So now, in Week 16, they go up against New England. You think, oh, tough matchup. Well, Stephen Gilmore... 
he's actually gone and he won't be playing in this matchup. So this secondary is no longer as dangerous as one might suspect. And the other concern here is, oh, is this a possible down game? The Buffalo Bills, they've made it to the playoffs for the first time in how long, uh, or they've won the division for how long it's been. Is it going to be a letdown game? Bills Mafia, you tell me. You think Josh Allen and Cole Beasley, you think these guys don't want to absolutely give it to the Patriots in this matchup in Week 16? I don't see there being any reason for a letdown, and I'm extremely confident they're going to do everything they can to kick this team while they're down. Fire up Cole Beasley. He is my scared money, don't make money wide receiver of the week. At running back, you've got some tough decisions to be made. James Robinson is someone who's taken you to the fantasy finals, but I don't like the setup, especially because he's dealing with a knee injury. The Chicago Bears are allowing the ninth fewest yards per carry in the NFL since week nine. Additionally, if you have a player like Chris Carson, I'm, I'm a little nervous too because the Rams do have a very good run defense. And even though Carson has been playing well, it is a very tough matchup. So I'd exercise caution in starting him. James Conner is another running back that I'm concerned about as well. Obviously, he missed Week 15's matchup dealing with a quad injury, but a tough matchup against the Indianapolis Colts, who are a bottom five run defense for opposing teams, is not ideal by any stretch. Additionally, Connor has not been an efficient runner recently for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The running back I like the most out of this group, Wes, you know how much I love this guy, Leonard Fournette. Even oh. at points of this year, I've lost my hope in him. But if Ronald Jones remains out for this Sunday's game, I think Fournette is a better start over these guys because Fournette came in and dominated the offensive snaps last week. He got the goal line work. He punched in two touchdowns. And obviously, if Ronald Jones starts, it's Jones who should be played over these three running backs. But if it's not, I'm saying Leonard Fournette is an RB2, a high-end RB2 in the fantasy finals against a very good matchup in the Detroit Lions who are bottom five and allowing the most fantasy points per game to the running back position. Logan Thomas is rostered in just 63% of Yahoo leagues, but for week 16, he's a better play than Evan Ingram, Eric Ebron, or Jared Cook. With Colt McCoy as New York's quarterback, there is production all downward trending for any New York skill position player. With Ebron, he's actually had five drops over his last four games, and we've already knocked on the Pittsburgh Steelers. This offense looks like it's really pressing. Jared Cook, you would think the arrow points up with Michael Thomas out of the lineup, but even with that last game included, he's only had eight catches over his last four games. You can find 28 other tight ends who've had more during that same period. Getting back to Logan Thomas, Using the same four-week period snapshot, he's been the tight end three during this time period in both targets and yards, and he's been tight end two in receptions and red zone and end zone targets. Once Antonio Gibson went down, this offense really had to change gears. J.D. McKissick's been getting a lot of targets, and Logan Thomas is one of those as well. Dwayne Haskin threw 35, uh, 55 throws in that previous match, Logan Thomas had 15 of those. So in your final matchup, you ultimately need the guy who's getting the ball, and Logan Thomas could be the guy to bring it home for you in Week 16. To zone. More live football than anyone else. Stream exclusive Premier League and UEFA Champions League.
stream every NFL game, including the Super Bowl. Plus, exclusive Red Zone. Showing you every touchdown, every Sunday. DAZN. Start your free trial at DAZN.com and stream on multiple devices. More live football than anyone else. D-A-Z-N. DAZN. Welcome back to the lineup on Yahoo Sports and Entering week 16, the championship week, the most important part of fantasy football is making sure you nail those start-sit decisions. And Wes, at the quarterback spot, Baker Mayfield against the New York Jets in week 16. What can you tell us about his matchup? Over the last four weeks, Baker has surprisingly been the QB5 in fantasy leagues. He's put up 98 fantasy points during that period. And over those same four weeks, he has an 84% adjusted completion percentage, which is just second behind Aaron Rodgers. Now, the biggest knock on Baker, interceptions. He's been tossing those his whole career. But since OBJ's injury, he's thrown just one interception in his last seven games. His wide receivers have really stepped up and filled that uh, role that OBJ has left behind. And the O-line has been keeping him very clean in four games. He's only been sacked three times. This is the Jets, one of the easiest matchups in the entire league. Don't worry about that outcome with the Los Angeles Rams. Baker Mayfield is in a prime smash spot in Week 16. Now, I know this segment isn't scared money, don't make money, but Wes, Antonio Brown kind of falls under that branch as a scared money, don't make money type of player because we know that when he gets the ball in his hands, he can do great things like the touchdown he scored last week against the Atlanta Falcons. And in week 16, he gets a nice matchup against the Detroit Lions. Now, the biggest concern with Antonio Brown is what is the snap count going to look like? We know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are number one and number two by a pretty wide margin over him when it comes to snaps on offense. But Brown is clearly the number three option, and he got seven targets on just 32 snaps last week, which is actually a, a pretty impressive target-to-snap ratio. Now, will he get the usage? I don't think it matters all that much against the Detroit Lions, who have been one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL they just don't really have anyone in the secondary that can guard any of these Buccaneers wide receivers. So if you are in a situation where you're considering, should I start Antonio Brown this week? I say do it because the upside is very high. He is one of the best playmakers in the NFL. So go ahead and start Antonio Brown this week. The king of mediocrity this season, David Johnson, is about to get a huge lift in usage in week 16. Duke Johnson looks to be trending out for that matchup. And as a result, David Johnson is now elevated to three down back status. Now let's not forget, this is a former wideout who played that role in college. And he displayed that in that previous game, catching all 11 of the targets that were tossed his way from Deshaun Watson. And mentioning his QB, Watson's been on fire. I mentioned in the previous episode, though, he doesn't have a lot of options, and David Johnson might very well be his best playmaker he's got on this roster. Johnson played on 80% of the snaps in Week 15. If he can continue that trend going into Week 16, there's a very high likelihood he could be a top 10 running back play in the championship week. This is the lineup on Yahoo Sports. On to the waiver wire. Stevie, 
Give us a defense that managers out there might not be thinking to play, but are in a great position in championship week. The Houston Texans aren't the first defensive unit that'll come to your mind when you think of great defensive units in the NFL. They're allowing over 27 points per game to opposing offenses. But the matchup is too good to turn down in Week 16 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, I know what they did against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I'm willing to bet that that was a fluke, an anomaly, a total out-of-nowhere-will-not-happen-again type of performance out of Ryan Finley and company. When the Bengals entering that game since Joe Burrow's injury in Week 11, they were averaging 10 points per game on offense. 10. So to me, I got no idea where that performance came from on Monday Night Football. I'm not willing to bet that it'll happen again. So therefore, I'll take Houston's defense, although it's not good. I'll take them to at least hold the Bengals to a low point total in Week 16, risking it for the biscuit. Rostered in 34% of Yahoo Leagues, Washington is way too skilled of a defense to have an ownership level that low. On the season, they've allowed opposing offenses to put up just 21 points per game, which is fifth best in the NFL. And over the last four weeks, they've actually been the fourth best fantasy defense, and that includes games against the Steelers and the Seahawks. In that same period, Chase Young has really started to emerge as a candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year. And in that period, even though Washington hasn't been that great in terms of takeaways, they've been right around league average, they've had seven takeaways over the last four games with three TDs to boot. Carolina, they haven't been the most generous offense against opposing defenses, but with Washington playing so solid, this is one of those plays that you gotta slide in there to get some guaranteed production. Wes, you know I'm a big fan of this player, and he finally got an opportunity to start in Week 15. And now that leaves us with the question, is Tony Pollard better than Ezekiel Elliott? And that's actually pretty high praise, because I think Zeke is a very good player. But Pollard looked very good against a tough 49ers run defense. And additionally, Pollard, what I really like about his game is how proficient he is as a pass catcher. He actually played a bit of wide receiver at Memphis in college as well, and he caught over 70 receptions in his final year. And when you look at it, at this performance against San Francisco, since week six, Ezekiel Elliott had scored one touchdown. That's it, one. Pollard, in his first chance to start, scores two. He's averaging 4.7 yards per carry, opposed to Zeke's 3.9. Now, mind you, Zeke has toted the ball a lot more in Dallas than Pollard has, but there's no questioning that when Tony Pollard has gotten opportunities, he has looked very good. And if he's available on your waiver wire, I suggest scooping him up and starting him in order to win your championship this week. Even though he's rostered in 54% of Yahoo leagues, Le'Veon Bell has to be one of the prime ads in a smash spot going into week 16. Now, in that matchup in the previous game against the Saints, he compiled 76 yards from scrimmage against one of the hottest defenses going into the second half of the year. And over the last four games, his numbers on an efficiency basis have been better than CEH. He's actually put up seven yards per target. CEH has only had 6.6, and he's averaged 4.5 yards per attempt, whereas Edward Allaire was only at 3.9. Now, Daryl Williams will slide up, and he is going to play that third down back row, I'd imagine. But 
Going into week 16, you got to imagine Bell's going to get roughly 65% of the snap share out of the backfield. Now, I don't want to clown the Atlanta Falcons. They are going to be a tough defense against the run. But with Casey humming the way they are, it would be very unsurprising to see Le'Veon Bell ultimately get a touchdown and be a good play in your Week 16 matchup. That's going to do it for this episode of the lineup on Yahoo Sports. Don't forget to set your lineup for Week 16 of the fantasy football season. It's the championship week. You better not forget and have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays.